what what is okay. this? Beth is allergic to eggs, like deadly allergic. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. Like every time the mayo bowl is like, come on down, have some mayonnaise, and I'm like, mm, no, mm. I could die. How about I don't? I th- I wonder what kind of waiver I would have to sign to do the mayo dump. A mayo oh. waiver. Do you do we need like an epipen? Like, can we give that to Tubby? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting stabbed by Tubby. <laughs> video ever as long as you of course you stay alive but like having tubby stab somebody with the epipen (laughs) just to save their life tubby saved their life the scene in pulp fiction (laughs) tubby with the giant tubby does the whole john travolta part and tubby just leaning over you straight adrenaline we we may have a cold open i guess The last thing you see before you lose consciousness is Tubby's cold, dead eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His eyebrows. <laughs> Beth I love being allergic to mayo. Us, I love the idea of us having a cold open with no theme song. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was just whatever. It doesn't. It just, it just there's no, there's no. Yeah. It just flows right into it. I guess I'll start the show. Do, do, yeah, go ahead. It's already starting. <laughs> You're in Welcome everyone. Oh, here we go. Welcome everyone to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for the end of FCS Championship Week and a preview of the National Championship game and a bunch of other stuff, too. This is Sunday night on the 8th. I just got back from the game. I'll talk about that later, but it was a lot of fun. With us tonight, as always, Commissioner Scalante and special guests, Beth and Pit Girl. Beth, how are you doing? I'm swell. Everything's great. Nothing is broken. I've been playing 80s music for two weeks, and I'm ready to fight God. There we go. <laughs> I was an 80s DJ in college. I think I've said this. Like, my fraternity's 80 party, I was the DJ. But, it was, yeah. What, what was that like, though? I mean, were you, like, yacht rocking it? Or, I mean, what was going on there? I mean, it it, it, was, a, it was a fraternity party, so yacht rock is the wrong term. I know. It was more it's, just, you know. I, I don't know what's going on at Dartmouth, all right? You know, I, you got to explain that to me. Yuppie core. Yeah, yeah, I'm just imagining people. I'm just imagining people with boat shoes, really fraternity. No, you know? we were not. We were not that kind of fraternity. I, okay, my eyes on cutoffs. I, I always wore my. I have. I have a. I have a Sigma Nu, which is my fraternity bowling shirt, which is it has black, but it has the letters in gold, and it has a gold collar and gold trim. It's really cute. Uh, the best part is, I, I showed you guys the house. The house is like 100 years old, and so the first floor is the dance floor over the basement. That basement has just these metal rods and it is uh rather scary when everyone jumps to come on eileen or whatever like the the basement bow ceiling bows in rhythm and as everyone jumps together like little pieces of plaster would come down our our house our house man which was our like our house facilities brother who got elected to that position to maintain facilities uh, the tradition was to never go in the basement during 80s because that's how you died. So, <laughs> anyway, it's good times. Early yeah. 80s was a great party. Yeah, tainted love is the most boring guitar part in existence. So, Pennsylvanians, tell me about because because big girl, you showed me the picture of the butter sculpture. Yes. Uh, so Hail. yes, I am pleased to inform the listeners who do not live in Pennsylvania that the first full week of January is Pennsylvania Farm Show Week. And the easiest way to conceptualize the farm show is what if your state state fair was indoors in a building 
that is a full like city super block long that was is actually several buildings mashed together. It is 107 years old this year, the farm show and the original parts of the building, I think as well, or pretty close. And yeah, it is it is a thing in Harrisburg. Very, very famous for milkshakes, also famous for the butter sculpture. Two years ago, the butter sculpture was the best butter sculpture that there could ever possibly be. Yes. Because it was Swoop and Steely McBeam, but most importantly, near and dear to the hearts of all sickos, gritty, sculpted in like yeah, a couple this. thousand yes. pounds of butter. Yeah, yeah it Love is it. easily the haunt, the most haunting visage Gritty is capable of. And it's not close. <laughs> saying something. Man, Gritty and butter. I, I'm going to have mm-hmm. to look this up. I, I gritty and butter it. that's bigger than you. Oh, yes. The butter sculpture is a wonder. And if you might say, like, why would you hold your farm show outside of the summer? Because you got to keep the butter sculpture cold, dude. That's right. That is right. And it is like it's in a glass case in the lobby of the farm mm-hmm. show. So you walk if you walk in from the one end of the building, you just walk in and like, bam, there it is. And then there's like all of the like prize winning vegetables behind that. Ooh. Yeah. Spent a quite a while. I was actually at the farm show yesterday. Spent mm-hmm. quite a while going around looking at like really, really aesthetically pleasing squashes. There is a lot of stuff to see at the farm show. I strongly recommend it. They got they got fluffy cows. They got normal ordinarily there's a little slide where there's like ducklings who like walk up to the top of the sled and then slide down. Whee! No birds this year because of the avian flu, unfortunately. But oh, that's right. Yeah, but they sheep and goats and rabbits and and pie judging and usually on Thursday is the bunny agility contest. Yes. And if you're not watching the bunny agility contest, what are you even doing with your lives? This is true. That makes sense I to mean, me. We did, we did see a, a bunny agility contest today too, so. We that did. is true. The jackrabbits, <laughs> that's right. We we have a segue, a... we found one. <laughs> but we're still talking about this farm. Let's keep yeah. going. <laughs> we have we, 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 we I decline a... the segue. We've got a we have butter sculptures at the state fair from Texas, but they're not nearly as like big or massive or cool as this. Like they're big. Because they wouldn't melt. Like they, I mean, have, even they, if you had it indoors, it would melt. The AC would not keep up. Yeah, they have it in like a little like fridged area, but it's not it's not the same. Yeah. In uh twenty twenty, I believe. They did a like no 2021 because they because the farm show had uh, lots of COVID issues. They had kids submit their own homemade butter sculptures for judging, <laughs> and they are spectacular. Oh, uh, okay. Listener, look those up. They're great. Butter sculptures. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see some of these. I okay, do want to take a moment also to plug for PCN, which is the under every every week except for Farm Show Week. It's basically the Pennsylvania equivalent of C-SPAN. Uh, but farm show week, we get like live, like just live everything from the farm show. I was watching the farm show fashion contest for about 15 minutes earlier today. That's a thing. Bunny agility is a thing. I saw the Pennsylvania State Police horse cops show us how they respond to a riot yesterday. There is, yes. Uh, and the farm show, for the record, for those of you who may ever find yourselves in Harrisburg during the farm show, it is free. All you have to do is pay for parking. Uh, oh, that's so, really cool. Yes. Parking is a nightmare, but it is cool and it is free and you can get very, very good milkshakes, which I recommend. There's a bunch of other good stuff in the food court at the farm show as well. Nothing as crazy as at the Texas State Fair, but like you want fried mushrooms? We got fried mushrooms. Pennsylvania's famous, famous for those. So yeah. Is this the place that also goes underwater whenever it rains in Harrisburg? Yes. Yeah. You said that intersection, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. McLean, Cameron... Start- 
is like basically anytime it rains very hard. Although there is also a sign that marks the high water mark for when Hurricane Agnes happens. That's also right there. So I think it's just like a low spot generally, even though it's pretty far from the river. Let's talk about first the FCS championship game today. I want to say thank you. Oh, I was like, somebody did do a a bunny butter sculpture so we can go back to that segue that I had. There we go. Okay, go for it. Seven-year-old, that looked great. How much butter do you keep around your houses to have enough to sculpt? That's, I mean, like, like, what do you... Uh, that's I, a this... dangerous question to ask me, Jordan. No, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's going to be a four-hour podcast. Save it for the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... Things, wanna... things in my kitchen. Yeah, off-season content is going to be Beth going through her, her crockpot collection. So the FCS championship game was today, and it was an absolute blast. It was in Frisco, Texas. It's been there for the last 13 years. It's at the FC Dallas Soccer Stadium. Say what the Frisco Bulls held. First off, I want to say thank you to the Southland Conference. They are the ones that got me a ticket today and helped me get in the door, which was absolutely great of them. Southland was hosting it. Also got to hang out with Ben Chase today. Ben Chase is the guy who's been going around to all 75 games, whatever many games. And he looked at me at the very end and went, okay, I'm going to be in L.A. And so he left the game at four and is driving. He has a ticket already to the championship game, but he's doing the cannonball run, basically half of it, to L.A. Wherever you are, Ben, right now, God bless. Just obliterating a tumbleweed at eighty <laughs> at eighty nine miles an hour. Oh, I don't think he's, he's probably that's not even out of Texas yet. Frisco. No, in fact, there's no way he's out of Texas yet. <laughs> I think he'd have to be. I think right now where we're recording. So if he left at four central, yeah. it's it's nine central here. Let's just check it out. Maybe he's in. He might take yeah, twenty. He may be hitting Amarillo right now if he goes the north route to LA. He'd be yep. he'd be close to Amarillo right now. Which there's nothing out there. Yeah. (laughs) Stay awake, Ben, please. (laughs) Please don't hit an elk. There's nothing. (laughs) If he's going the north route towards like the I-40, which I think he had highlighted because it was quicker. Yeah, he's Amarillo. So he'll be about an hour away from Lubbock. Yeah, just in the middle of nowhere, Texas. He's still in Texas. What you really want to do when you're driving cross country is hit the most boring part of your trip at night. That's what you really want to do. When there's no lights or anything, that's that's how this works. For sure. It was it was so much fun to go to this game because you have the bison, bison, who <laughs> show up to this thing every year and come in and just take over Frisco. Did you guys see the postings from the app that they have at North Dakota State? North Dakota State has this app, apparently, where their fans made it, called the Bison Tracker. Yes. And they you can check in where you are and they'll track your location. You can see where all the bison fans are. And watching them funnel down the highways in real time towards North Texas was hilarious. But also, when they were here, apparently, man, every, every like, Hooters and Hooters light kind of restaurant packed. <laughs> like, Frisco was just <laughs> overrun. Do, do they like, not have those in, in Fargo? I, I guess. I think they do. But they just, wow. they like them here, too. We have more options. We have one called Tight Ends. <laughs> Is yeah. there like a tilted kilt or something? Tilted, there? You, have a tilted, you have a tilted kilt. Okay. The yeah. one in Pittsburgh just closed, I think, a little, a couple of months ago. Oh, pour There's one some... out for the North Shore tilted kilt. Yeah. There's something in, in San Antonio called Ojos Locos, which is... Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, like don't, the... don't go there. It's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> the bisons just flocking to the softcore teddy bar like <laughs> swallows returning mm-hmm. to Capistrano. It's beautiful. The changing of the seasons. <laughs> There's also one called Twin Peaks. Yeah, that's another one. And then 
South Dakota State shows up and they've brought everyone because this was only their second time at this game in recent memory. They last time they were here was the COVID season and they lost to Sam Houston State that year. So this was not only their only second trip here, but they won this thing. And y'all, I, I want to be really clear that it was not a close game. South Dakota State came in here and just did to North Dakota State what North Dakota State does to other teams. This is South Dakota State's fourth win in a row against North Dakota State. Wow. It's a, it's, it's a thing now. Okay. And North Dakota State fans are very cognizant of the fact that it is a thing now. <laughs> so are we going to like, can we start using like Dakota and the other Dakota? Kind of like, you know, the the Ohio State University. South Dakota is now the only Dakota that we recognize. I think so. Oh, God. North Dakota State. have to take this back. North Dakota State's that school up north. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest thing was that the Jackrabbits made the Bison pass. When North Dakota State played Incarnate Word in the semi, they ran for 328. Sorry, passed for 328 and ran for five. Oh, my God. Ran for 328, ran for 328 and passed for five. Yes. Today... They passed for 260, ran for 160. Like, complete inversion. That's not what North Coast State wants to do. It wasn't bad. They were hitting the passes. It was just not their thing. They also threw two interceptions, which is a problem. I saw them give up a fumble, too. Like, I didn't watch a lot of this game, but Mm -hmm. I also saw North Dakota State give up a fumble, and I saw South Dakota State get two ball-goes-here touchdowns, and I watched, like, Mm -hmm. 15 minutes of this game because I had people over because we had gone to the farm show. So... (laughs) It was it was lots of ball goes here touchdowns like just yeah over there was the top. a big there was kind of a big momentum shift when I mean it was seven seven South Dakota State gets a touchdown to make it fourteen seven then the next play North Dakota State first play fumble and then like basically South Dakota State got a touchdown right after that from that point it it never really got within fourteen again that they was scored it. South Dakota State scored twenty four in the second quarter yeah that's like that's how you do it. And you get out far enough ahead, and it looked almost at the very end like North Dakota State was getting rowdy again. I've seen this before. And then pick. A couple of things from being at the game. One, their mascot carries around a carrot. <laughs> and it is weird. He wears like a backwards cap. It looks like if like Sonic the Hedgehog's Animal Friends. <laughs> he looks like something on the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon Animal Friends. He's like he looks like Knuckles Youth Pastor. Yes. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. What? Hey kids. Let's talk, let's, I used to be addicted to rings. Now I'm addicted to Jesus. <laughs> I still want some rings. Though. You want to have any rings? No, okay. <laughs> Jesus it is then. All right, yeah, he has he has huge backwards chair energy. Yeah, he oh, yeah. really, really does. To go along with his backwards hat. Also, th- lots of glorious horns down shirt. I love all the horns down gear they had. Because apparently the the bison thing is is not what is this? This is I love you though. No, it's like it's like here or something like this. And then yeah. very easy horns down. So lots of horns down gear from South Dakota State. I think I need that checkerboard shirt. That was the other cool thing, is that cause they actually made they actually did the end zones properly for this game. And so one side had the bison in the nice sort of nice script. And then the South Dakota State's end zones are checkered, like Tennessee's. And so they used the checker. And it was also a beautiful uniform combination today with beautiful helmets. Like just, 
like A plus all around. Saw some Montana State fans there cheering on South Dakota State because if you're going to take us out, you might as well take out the champion. Didn't see yeah, the, the uh, Bird fans. The Big Sky was there. The Big Sky Conference was there, mm-hmm. and so they tweeted that they were there, and they did like the famous. I think it's like I, I don't know. I think he's easy, either Indian or Pakistani with the hands on his hips, soccer and the game, puffy vest. Oh the yeah, the, game, the, like, the I think it was cricket, and yeah. and he was just like just upset looking. He's like I'm here, you know, in enemy territory, and he put like an upside down smiley face. So I immediately photoshopped the Big Sky logo on the puffy vest, <laughs> and I was like, hey, the Big Sky conference is here. <laughs> I was like, it's perfect weather for a puffy vest. It was. I looked like such a wuss because I was, it was like 60 and I was like, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to bring a hoodie and a hat and some gloves. I've got my scarf nice. and everyone else there is like wearing nothing. You know, <laughs> it's like overalls only. Overalls like only just rocking out. I mean, yeah. typically in January is downright tropical even here. And oh, yeah. it is much warmer here than it normally is in either Dakota, any Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know about you, Pit Girl, but like if I if we get a nice sixty degree, what well, like that is shorts weather for me right now. Yeah, it's more for me. I think it's more like jeans and a t shirt. Like I'll go outside with like yeah. a t shirt on, but yeah, yeah. It's def- definitely no jacket day. Like, yeah, that's very much so. No jacket day. Gotta grab them while we can. It's it's ten in Brookings right now and eight <laughs> in Fargo. So yeah, sixty would downright balmy to them. Yep. <laughs> it was probably a lot of guys in shorts, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the the tailgate scene was absolutely great everyone brought their a game so much fun even so everyone rushed the field and i hopped down there which was a lot of fun and got to get pictures and everything and they're smart because there's a little stage at the stadium. this is where jimmy buffett has his like margaritaville fest concert <laughs> at the stadium so there's a little like stage in the far side behind one of the end zones and they had both bands back there but they also that's also where they did the trophy ceremony so that everyone could get on the field. But the players were all still up higher and like separated so they could still do the ceremony, which actually worked out really well. I guess that's they, a really they, good they, idea. Yeah. People were rushing the field with like five seconds left. Like I have a couple of pictures of like South Dakota State students like like ready to be on the field before the whistle went because <laughs> they, they knew it was it was a lot of fun. Even a lot of North Dakota State fans like hung around at the very end, even though they were like not in the great mood like hung around to watch the trophy ceremony and everything just because I don't know. You drove all that way, you know. Yeah, you, you drove the height of the country. Just stick Sorry. around for five more minutes. That's you gotta, right. You got to wait a little bit for your reservation at the Tilted Kilt to, mm-hmm. to buzz you. So, do, they take, you know. do they take reservations there? I don't well, I mean, like if you're waiting outside, I think they give you one of those like those discs that vibrate or whatever. <laughs> like your, yeah, the little, the little disc, yeah. <laughs> whatever those things are. We, they we, illuminate. Back whenever whatever. we still had a Hooters, I know it took reservations on Easter. And we're not going to talk about why I know that, but I do know that. <laughs> Ooh, an Easter brunch at Hooters. Where is the uh, Hooters that it, that you are saying we? Altoona? Altoona had a Hooters, yes. Of course it did. It's now a mattress store. <laughs> Praise be. <laughs> I think I've ate at a Hooters on a Mother's Day, which is very <laughs> weird. That's, that may be that. That's something I probably need to talk about with my therapist. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we we can move on. <laughs> no more. There's also in Frisco Wild Pitch, which is similar, but the location used to be a place called Rack Daddies. How are there this many of these? This is Texas. They're everywhere. Yeah. 
Oh, but appa- apparently Wild Pitch used to be third base. But they had a, it's a new Ryan? concept now. Yeah, is, that, is, that, is that Ryan Day's restaurant? Oh, oh yeah. God. <laughs> so yeah. Ohio State joke. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> lots of there's lots of these places. There's too many. Clearly not. I guess you have a market. The market is there's, not yet saturated. Apparently. The free market has oh. spoken. I don't know why it said this, but it did. Just, it's yeah. I'm, it's, it's I'm going to post the Discord an article from two years ago with the best headline ever. <laughs> for those of you guys who are, yeah, go ahead. I will read it for the listeners. Go for it. Yes, I, I'll, I'll probably laugh in the middle of reading it. It's good practice for future ad reads. There we go. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> McFeely, quote, restaurants, again ready and waiting for Bison fans. Scantily ca- clad servers and cold beer attract, attract NDSU football fans to bars in Frisco and Plano, Texas before the FCS title game. So My good. friends, the portmanteau was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It has this, it has this lyricism to it. Congratulations, Jackrabbits. You have your FCS title. Now, if you win again, you are going to be the ones that everyone dislikes because you've been winning too much. We'll want to see New Blood win. So there you go. There's a certain, you know, beautiful symmetry to them getting a pair, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Just... uh, I want to ask, I I know, like, the Frisco Bowl is normally there. Mm -hmm. And then apparently the Parrot Heads invade for Jimmy... Jimmy Buffett, like was the was it sold out? Because I had a feeling it, it was going to yes. be. It was it was it was sold out by numbers. There were a couple of empty seats here and there, but like it it was it was sold. Like it was. I have never seen that stadium that packed, and yeah, I've yeah. gone to mid. I've gone to FC Dallas playoff games. Okay, I've never <laughs> seen that stadium that packed. Yeah, it looked very full on TV. It also looked like very South Dakota State on TV. I don't know how much of that is because there may have been Bison fans wearing yellow, but like it was very blue from what I could see. It, it was because of it was because they split the stadium in half, and the shot across was to the South Dakota State side. Uh, okay. So under the under the camera was all the Bison fans. So there was a it clear was, media bias. Got it. Basically, yes. It was basically I would say sixty forty South Dakota State to North Dakota State. It was definitely shoulder to shoulder. Again, like I've never seen it that crowded before. Like was trying to walk on the concourse and I'm used to just, you know, again, going to watch FC Dallas games there. I'm used to just being able to walk around whenever because no one's there. We had we had we had uh, Austin soccer fans at our mentions being like, that's the most crowded we've ever seen that place. Hey, I can say that you fuckers can't. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that you cannot get their asses. Let's go on to talk about a couple more things before we absolutely preview our national championship, because of course we will. Yeah. Sorry. We'll, Sorry. We'll take the, it serious. The, the college football playoff national championship, not the NCAA Division I football championship. That yeah. game has already been decided. There's yeah, only some, one NCAA Division I football championship. Yeah, there was there were some people just like, that trophy's awful. And I'm like, uh, okay, first of all, it's the trophy that, that's presented by the NCAA because the college football playoff uh, is not run by the NCAA. So um, that, that's the reason. And then pretty much almost every title you get from the NCAA looks like that. Yep, so right. that's, that's what it is. Yeah, the Mets basketball trophy looks exactly like that one. Also, are you telling me that we, as a Sikros committee, observe one true champion? I don't think so. I don't think so no. either. But yeah, I, I know, to, no. I had to we have to, 
No, we have to. We 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 pull up as many champions as we can. I think that's the best part. Everyone yeah. gets to be a champion for something. Guys, how are we feeling about Bobby Petrino to A and M as offensive coordinator? <laughs> he he spent three weeks. I had, okay, did three he weeks. go to Vegas? He, was he in Vegas at any point? I don't. I don't know. That is almost two scaramouches. Is he allowed in Vegas? Almost... <laughs> I that may have been the problem. That they realized that you know. Robert like, Papadopoulos, who they had in their books as a criminal and a, and a card cheat, was actually Bobby Petrino from back in the day. And all of a sudden he realized that he couldn't get to any casinos. Like, you're allowed to coach here as long as you're never within the city limits for longer than eight minutes. <laughs> that's And well, that's the problem is that is that the new stadium's in Paradise, Nevada, mm. not not in Vegas. So that may have been the issue. Yeah. I mean, it turns out you can't turn in Luxor comps for a house. So that's just, it's a problem. Okay. Someone has definitely paid a down payment in Vegas for a house in chips though. Just so we're clear. Someone has absolutely done a down payment. Multiple people for sure. That's, that's the housing market, right? (laughs) I assume so. Just a bag of chips. You get, no, you get like credit at, you know, the Luxor or Caesars or the the Actually, they're just. They're just brunch tokens for pa- from Paris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's to your New mortgage York, lender? Caesars. <laughs> so <laughs> the exact amount of days, I, I have it listed. Bobby Petrino, it, it, it basically, it, it was 22 days. He was hired on December 15th. And then four days ago on the 4th, he was hired as the new Aggies offensive coordinator. So I believe it's 21. We can give him 22 days if we're generous. To make it an even two Scaramucci's, as you said previously. So, yeah, I can see how a Vegas trip in three weeks went wrong for for Bobby. Uh, mm-hmm. he, definitely, I could see him being in debt already and on the run. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, listen, immediately. Let, let's get this straight here. How many of us fuckers are going to make it for three weeks in Vegas without getting into like without completely running out of money? The fact that he he lasted three weeks is pretty impressive, I think. He hey, he lasted longer there than Manny Diaz did at Temple. Yeah, true. there we go. That is true. That is true. God, that I just remember that one. <laughs> he got the Temple job, and this imagine the Temple AD calling like, "Hey, we're still good, right? We're still hey, we're still hanging out, right? Good, right? we're still fine, mm-hmm. right? Left, no, Manny left him on red. I'm really afraid that this is the stepping stone for Bobby getting another SEC head job. I can see how this happens and goes really bad. And somehow he gets named the interim coach. Oh, I'm going to. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoa. I can, yeah. I can see that. <sighs> I can see that happening. Um, your, your job is in trouble. You've just underachieved at an absolutely epic rate. Everyone is angry with you. You need to show your program a sign of stability. And so where do you turn? You turn where we all turn. To Bobby fucking Petrino. <laughs> oh, God. Pocket sound. Buckets. He, yeah, he is. He is oh the Dale god. Gribblest of all, <laughs> of all sure. coaches. Oh my god! Why do all of the articles I read about him talk about he, how he's the greatest offensive mind of our time? Is Jimmy Sexton his agent too? I assume so. <laughs> the way everyone talks about him, it's like, oh, Bobby Petrino is this brilliant offensive mind. He's good. I, I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say this that Missouri State's offense was ranked 70th in FCS, 70th in FCS. Yeah, I mean, I also think like Bobby Petrino kind of maybe just fell ass backwards into Lamar Jackson in the same way that um, 
why is his name not coming to mind? I can see him. 2010 Auburn. So, but oh. after oh. just Cam like, Newton. Just, yeah, yeah. You got Cam Newton, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, absolutely. That, that was that was 100% what happened there. When he was at Arkansas, he had uh, Ryan Mallett. Like, mm-hmm. who, you know, say what you about Ryan Mallett in the NFL, but in college, he was a great player. He was. And I'd forgotten that he coached at Western Kentucky, too. <laughs> uh-huh. I'd forgotten about that. Like, his his career is insane. Just looking at it, he started out at, as a graduate assistant in some place called Carroll in Montana. Then he went to Weber State. Yeah, Weber. Back as the OC at, at Carroll. Then back to Weber State. Mm-hmm. Then to Idaho. He was a quarterback coach at Idaho. He was the offensive coordinator at Idaho. Then he went to Arizona State as the QB coach. <laughs> then Nevada. Or, or Nevada. Then Utah State offensive coordinator. Louisville quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. Went to the Jags, Jacksonville, <laughs> as the QB coach for two years. Then he got bumped up to offensive coordinator. Then to Auburn in 2002 as the OC then he got the head coaching job in Louisville from 2003 to 2006. Right. And he had Brian Brom while he was down there. So yes. like we were, we were lucking into quarterbacks right off the bat. There you go. Then Even he went to that, it. He only won one Big East title. That's right. He he went to Atlanta. Falcons. Yeah, which was my, you know, again, uh, me being from New Orleans, anytime the Falcons fail spectacularly, I really love it. I will give him, he was going to luck into a quarterback. But that uh, <laughs> whole that whole deal with Mr. Michael Vick occurred, and then That's he right. left. And then he left before the season ended mm-hmm. to take the Arkansas job by leaving professional uh, football players notes, right? Uh, and say, I, you know, I don't know what they said, but I'm sure we could find it if we when, have to, to dig. When yeah. to get milk? Be back later. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he did Arkansas for three years. Then he got fired after the motorcycle accident. Uh, that's when John L. Smith took over number eight ranked Arkansas uh, that season that was supposed to be awesome, but that was derailed immediately when the mighty ULM Warhawks defeated Arkansas in double overtime in 2012. Then Bobby Petrino wound up in Western Kentucky after a year off as the Hilltoppers head coach. He stayed for a year and he was back at Louisville. <laughs> he got the Louisville job after going eight and four with Western. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would just like to appreciate Bobby Petrino's 13-game NFL tenure with the the Falcons. Time for the third shortest non-interim coaching tenure in NFL history after Lou Holtz in 1976 and Urban Meyer in 2021. He's on that level. So his longest job was his second stint with the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. That was five years. years. And he got fired. The best part of that is the graphic where he's at his coach's show. And then the scroll on his coach's show oh, to the Bobby Trino has been fired. fired. Yes. Him being, I guess, a, an offensive guru or, or mind. Uh, He's definitely offensive. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. um, We got another really, really relevant quote from Wikipedia here regarding his tenure, second tenure at Louisville. <clears throat> quote, in a postmortem, ESPN's Andrea Adelson wrote that Lamar Jackson's presence masked serious deficiencies in the Louisville program that were exposed in full in 2018. For example, during his Heisman season in 2016, Jackson was sacked 47 times. 
During the 2018 season, the running game was suspect and the defense was on its third coordinator in as many seasons. Why are we calling this guy an offensive mind? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, Branding is amazing. It's just one yeah. thing. It's just like once you're ever labeled an offensive genius, like you can never mm-hmm. lose it. Mm. It seems that way. Hey, Jordan, mm-hmm. you're an offensive genius. Oh, God. Good. <laughs> Hire me. Someone hire, hire me. <laughs> RGV. UTRGV, baby. I'll be your first I'm, OC. All right. We're, ru- we're, we're running pure air raid. Pure uncut air raid. Air raid. Uh, you know, uh, when when Bobby was in Idaho uh, being offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, uh, do you know who the head coach of Idaho, Idaho was at that point? That was, was John L. Smith. It was John L. Smith. Full circle to John L. <laughs> Full fucking circle to John L. Smith. Beautiful. God, Idaho, man. Idaho has some weird – like a lot of coaches have weird stuff at Idaho. If you look at like coaching history Idaho, a lot of people are like, oh, my God. You know, it looks like you did like – you know, you did time out there in Moscow. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, who else it did reminds time me out of there the... in Moscow? Paul That's Petrino. Right. Yeah. That's right. He did. God. He had like seven years too, like way too long. It's weird. Like, it, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, Idaho coaches wound up in Arkansas. Like, Houston Nutt was the coach of Boise State. For a year, and he wound up in Arkansas. What the hell? Is there some sort of Idaho-Arkansas connection? Oh, John Smith was there for six seasons. Oh, man. That's that's a lot. Other podcasts, better than ours, have talked about the Jim Harbaugh thing. But I did I did post a link to the menu of the Brown Jug in Ann Arbor where Jim Harbaugh was seen eating two hamburgers. <clears> two half-pound hamburgers for breakfast. For breakfast. And... There Have you ever this... ate a burger for breakfast? Like, just just give me that. Like, I know yes. there's yeah. the Texas thing. It's like 2 a.m. or 3 or 4 in the morning, whatever. You hit the, the Whataburger 24-hour drive-thru, and you'll mm-hmm. get some random Whataburger. But I'm like, have you woken up, like, after sleeping and just go to someplace at, like, you know, 9 in the morning and, like, let me get a burger? Okay, so if you cut it to 10, I've had brunch burgers before. Okay. With like the egg on top or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking just like like getting like a cheeseburger at 8 a.m. I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. <laughs> I feel like so burgers for breakfast. There's a couple of places in Pittsburgh where that's very much a thing. Names don't come to mind readily, but like I know that that's very much a thing. I am one of those broken people that doesn't eat breakfast very easily. Um, it's not just an allergy thing. Like, it's just not my favorite meal of the day ever. So when I do eat breakfast, I tend to be very bad at picking breakfast foods. So, like, a breakfast for me at one point was like, I'm going to go to Sheets and I'm going to get four hot dogs. Like, I <laughs> under- like, my body doesn't understand what that meal is for. Gotcha. So- well, I mean, you're, you're allergic to eggs. What do you expect? <laughs> so I, you're, you're excused, I would say, here. <laughs> No Denny's trips for me. Oh, mm. that's true. Uh, I, I want to draw you guys' attention. Scroll down on that thing past the main menu and get to the the, the alcohol menu. Oh, God. And scroll down on that and something called the, the jug bowls. Oh, I bet these are like shot pitchers. Sort of. But I want you guys to, I'm going to talk about the banana hammock. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. The banana hammock has Bacardi banana, okay. banana liqueur. Okay. Pineapple juice, okay. sour mix, and tropical okay. Red Bull. I'm sorry, what? It comes in tropical. I, oh God, one, that's blackout I, juice. That is one I did juice. not know it came in tropical. Two, I can smell the fake banana right now. Just describing it, I can smell that banana, like that fake banana smell. 
College me actually really liked Bacardi Banana. I was introduced to it at the bar that I just offhandedly mentioned, Hems in Pittsburgh, which is the shot pitcher bar. Yes. And you get like a whole pitcher of cocktail for five dollars five fifty now. That's, they raise the prices. The ones with the gummy worms in it, right? Yes, is the one with okay. the gummy worms on top. But the Bacardi girls were giving out free samples of Bacardi Banana when I was watching there, watching the 2016 Stanley Cup playoffs, which the Pens eventually won. My roommate and I both liked it, and we drank a lot of Bacardi Banana and Sprite then. I'm sure it doesn't hold up, but I enjoyed it at the time. I'd also like to draw your attention to the Orange You Glad, which is Knockmore Irish Whiskey, Irish Cream, Triple Sec Orange Juice and Sour Mix. Yeah. That texture combination, guys. Oh. That is a that is a texture party in my mouth. Oh God. That's Irish like, whiskey, Irish what cream. If, what if a cement mixer, but you know, more like a mimosa. Wait, so okay, so that's the thing. And I don't know, maybe because I don't know if this is true. The Irish cream and the orange juice, they don't play nice, right? Like that's No, they really don't. So I'm assuming that the Irish cream is Bailey's and it already has enough of an ABV content that it doesn't curdle, but like, I would still be worried about that. Yeah. I'm trying to get a picture of one of these and I can't, I can't get a picture of one of these jug bowls. I'd have to like search on, on Instagram or something to find one. Michigan sickos sound off in the comments because we have questions. We do. We do. The smallest 14 ounces. And then- that is a race against time, my friends. Then a bowl, whatever that amount is, is is $15 is not a bad deal for a bowl. The banana hammock is extra to 18 though. I'm, I'm picturing the these bowl. things. I'm picturing these things in my head where you would go to like one of these these margarita places in San Antonio and they would just put like like a, a corona upside down in it, or like mm-hmm. maybe like a big red upside down in it. Something similar to that, but it it, it basically, it's it's normally margarita based. Here, this is a little bit different. The bowl, I'm assuming the bowl is like maybe like a 22 ounce schooner or sh- you know like those big bowls that you would you'd get, or or maybe it's one of those things that you would see uh, in those movies where they would the 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 couple would split the giant fish bowl drink or something <laughs> like that. But oh, shout yeah, out to Sharky's, home of the Shark Tank. <laughs> there you go. Um, I love I I love drinks like that. Like, I, I love scorpion bowls. Yeah, I really love scorpion bowls. But this, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kinds of Long Island iced teas. Okay. I was just counting the varieties of trash can. Also, yes, I yep, the Red yes. Bull trash cans. Six different Red Bull trash cans. Again, if you need different blackout juice. <laughs> Hail pomegranate. I love how we have like drinks, bombs, and stronger ones. <laughs> and and shooters, which are different than the Long Islands and the mules and the party pitchers. This place clearly, we're gonna have to hit this place up because it's gonna be a place to be. Tennessee to River Monster Bomb, strawberry vodka, Malibu, peach schnapps, pineapple juice, dropped in Red Bull and grenadine, which are pre-mixed together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this yeah i i love that they have the party okay so michigan bar right yeah yes okay party pitcher i want you to look at the big 10 champ and i want you to tell me what color would that drink be not blue sure wouldn't be nope that would be a (laughs) my friends that's that's a red drink that's a red drink you idiots done made (laughs) it's but it's really hard to get a blue drink 
No, no it's not. not. That's it's it's not Chris Owl's whole job. Oh, that's Chris Owl. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, yeah. that's blue. That's blue. And their signature dog person drink is blue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and this, well, it's probably because, you know, half of us who invented these drinks were, like, kids in the 90s where our favorite flavor was blue. That's right. <laughs> This is my douchiness coming out. I don't keep blue curacao around. I keep like, I keep dry curacao for my drinks. So I don't, because. Because you're old. Because I don't like, because it stains the colors of my Mai Tais. Okay. If you want to be really, if you know what it is, blue curacao <laughs> fucks up the color of the Mai Tai. This is so what old I people ha- say, Jordan. God, I, I was so crotchety. <laughs> that Ivy today, League is coming out of you. Today, today, I, I, today <laughs> I went around again, looking for like a beer that I wanted to drink. And I finally found a hazy IPA, but I had to walk like halfway around the stadium to get it because I was like, I want that one kind of beer. I don't want to just drink Michelob Ultra. I want a hazy IPA. I mean, hey, listen, you're getting your steps. I, I got I got so many steps in today. <laughs> also, to be fair, that is a take I agree with. Do not drink Michelob Ultra when there is something else available. You deserve yeah, better. You only get the one human body. Treat it correctly. The last thing I want to say about this menu is that uh, Biff Pogi, who is now the uh, head coach at Charlotte, Yes. Who was formerly the, what position was he at Michigan? Some sort of analyst. Bro. Head bro. Head bro. He has, his his dish named after him is a Mediterranean salad. Hmm. Which I don't know that he. Did you did you follow Biff Pogi on the Twitter account? I did. Okay. I was like, who the hell is like, I was like, <laughs> the other day I was Charlotte like. Charlotte News. It said Biff, Biff Pogi retweeted. I was like, wait, is there somebody that we follow that's named Biff Pogi, like making fun of Biff Pogi? Biff Pogi is a Pitt alum. It was like, oh. Really? He played for, so, wait, no, maybe this is the NFL. His, it says his alma mater is Duke. No, Pittsburgh Panther football team. Oh, God, this is a Wikipedia hole. I need to go down later. I have questions. Oh, he finally has a Wikipedia page. He does. Oh, he it's does. a stub. It's a stub. That was not, but that was not a thing. <laughs> biographical details. Born June 6, 1959. Alma mater Duke. Playing career 1978-1979. Pittsburgh offensive lineman. Wait, wait, no, his alma mater was Duke. How did he play for Pitt? It's, a little, known, it's a little known consortium agreement. <laughs> That's what it is. Duke is, that, Duke wait, is, is actually a branch campus for Pitt. So clearly, because we are a college football podcast, we need to talk about the national title game. This is what is on everyone's minds on a Monday night. Monday night, when all college football is. Mm-hmm. The interesting things that I want to talk about are one, no tailgating at the stadium, which is lame. Although a lot of people told me, well, it's just the, the just the, the lots around there. They people tailgate other places. That's fine, but if you look at that stadium, there's nothing around it. It is it is pure like L.A. hellhole. So there's just not a lot around, except there is an in and out there. And we'll talk about that in a moment too. Our good friend, uh, three year Letterman, came up with a a bill to require tailgating at the national title game, and bless him, it was hilarious and got picked up by a bunch of people. Seriously, Which even like, surprised him. It was like it wound up in the Washington Post. Like I, I, I quote tweeted. I was like, "You have our support." Like just making his, making a reference to him. Like I don't know how he typed this with all his championship ringers, rings on his fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just uh, he's he's been very kind to us. So I figured just give some sort of support for for the tailgating bill. Once we found out there's no tailgating at SoFi. There's something that apparently there is Barry's tickets in LA. Uh, there they have tailgating. Um, their their graphic had the purple Texas. It didn't say TCU. It said purple. It's purple Texas versus Georgia. 
So it's one of those like you got to skirt the laws and you can't say the Super Bowl. It is the big game. So I think it's one of those little off brand. But apparently Barry's tickets is an L.A. institution. I don't want to upset. You got jumped uh, on for that. I was just like, hey, I was like, oh, ba- LA. Barry's ticket. Like, Everyone hey, knows be, Barry's tickets. Be be careful, Petros Papadakis. That was his favorite thing. He used to do his ad reads, and I'm like, <laughs> don't come after us, Petros. Sorry, we didn't know. I've never been to L.A. Don't hurt me. To me, like actually, just watching all like the people that follow the Sickos account, like go to this big event and start interviewing like people like legitimately like doing something for the big giant college football playoff. And I was just picturing in my head, like us actually doing that. I was like, there's no way they would never let us go. I don't know if I'd want to go, but like, it would just be weird. Like, Hey, uh, it's the sickos committee. (laughs) I'm just like, Mm -hmm. just all shy. Like just hiding. Like, Hey, Hey, uh, no, uh, we'll just go over here and, 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 Wow, look at that view over there. It's just weird. I've never interviewed anybody. So I still agree. We're all wearing fedoras with a little card in it that says sickos. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you you have to ask all questions in an old-timey, in your old-timey. Old-timey voice. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) see. What do you think? See? Yeah. No. no, (laughs) (laughs) It's the only thing we know how to do. That's the only you gotta go, yeah. See, that's, the it's, only, it's that's the all only I know. know. That's all I know is a yeah, See, that and uh, a beveling thing. So those are the things that we are <laughs> good a, at. Yeah, man, he's you're getting better than me, and it's good. I've to start stepping up my game. The student has really, playing I with all the master. I'm getting beveling. No, it's good. I'm just playing with it. It's More, great. I'm, I'm like adding awesome. filters and uh, neon colors and just weird stuff. Just just playing with it. Just exploring the the beveling. I do like the like blinking neon jackrabbit yeah. bevel oh, that today. Was it's real good. Yeah, there there could be a surprise from whoever wins may may get one of those. Um, so that that'll be a surprise. There's one that I really want to show off, which I may tweet regardless of the outcome. But that 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 was I I don't know how I did it, and then I figured out, and then I could duplicate it. I was like, yes, done. Do it again. No, they have to earn it. Until they earn it, it's for us. It's Ugh. our thing. <laughs> There is there is a casino right next to SoFi Stadium. What? Mm. What? There's a casino next to SoFi Stadium, the Hollywood Park Casino. No, oh, okay. Pittsburgh is everywhere. It really is. <laughs> hey, listen, the best parking if you're going to any type of Pittsburgh sporting event that isn't a Steelers game is to park at Rivers Casino. Yeah, you're not supposed to tailgate in that lot, though. You're not supposed to do a lot of things. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big in and out fan. I love me some in and out. I know that that's sometimes a controversial opinion nowadays. It became sort of like overdone. What do you think someone from Georgia orders at in and out? Do they get the four by four? So I'm going to tell you the first time we had in and out in San Antonio. Like I went to in and out and I just looked at the menu. I was like, this menu is completely plain. Like there's no, it's just like, there's, there's a cheeseburger. There's a double cheeseburger. Uh, you can get a shake or you can get some fries. Like the menu is just so plain. It is absolutely like, like nothing. So the first time I went there, I was like, okay, this is it. And <laughs> I was like, there's gotta be something more. Like the line is out the door every time to get to this place in, in San Antonio. I'm like, there, there has to be something more to this. So I, I go on the internet and then there's this weird secret menu that you I have the to code. speak. Yep. There's codes just if the Georgia fans don't know the codes, I don't know how well they're going to be doing uh, ordering 
anything from the in and out menu. Like I, I could really see them just not just like that. That's it. They forfeit the game because they're still in the line at in and out. <laughs> you know, could be the lines around here when they opened were insane. Like that was yeah, nuts. Like eight hour lines. My, was like my go-to Chick Fil A opened here. Yeah, oh, I can imagine. My go-to in and out order: double, double, animal style, extra toast in the bun, fry well, animal, and then a Neapolitan shake. That's I've had in and out go-to. exactly once. Mm-hmm. I've never had in and out. Wow! See, we gotta get you guys. Yeah, That's, it's we need to, we need to come south. It's a thing uh-huh. that needs to happen. So I used to do the where you could get it protein style. Uh, oh just, yeah, just get the lettuce wrap every now and then. Um, th- those are fun uh, to, to get. And they, the lettuce is good. It holds together well. Like it doesn't fall apart when you're trying to eat it. So that's fantastic. Um, the animal style is great. I, I mean, I really, if I'm going to get just like the normal burger, it's got to be animal style. And, and the fries are just, if you don't get them well, they're not great at all. I'll just say that. And, the, and <laughs> add the animal style. The only problem with the animal style, there's onions in it. Stay are you not a fan of onions? It. My stomach is not a fan. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say that. Okay, I love onions, but getting old, you're getting old. I get it. <laughs> getting old, like off. You can have all of my eggs. I will have yes. all of your onions. Done. Yeah. One of the things I heard about today was we love these stories like this. Is that a couple of the flights from Atlanta to LA were drunk dry? I saw that. One of my uh, mutuals is a friend of the show. Georgia is a verb, and there were several people who tagged him in the original tweet about that and was like, "Was this your flight?" And he was like. No. And I was like, I'm not hmm. I'm not sure I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> Hearing stories like that always makes me so happy. Wazoo is notorious for drinking flights dry, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I I really am glad that Georgia fans, even though they're having to make a cross-country trek, are do are doing it as the most fun way possible, which is getting absolutely shit-faced at 40,000. I mean, what else do you have to do? They won't no. put a putting green in the aisle, so, you know, no. that's the sacrifices true. you have to make. <laughs> well, Lachi was just no one asked yet. <laughs> we were looking up, uh, this woman d- at our local news station in Dallas, WFAA, did a great story about the Hypnotoad. And they actually contacted the Futurama writer who created Hypnotoad. And I got this article and I posted it on our Twitter account and I said, hey, two things. One, this episode first aired in February of 2001. Which made everyone groan and moan about how old that episode is. And then I was like, oh, it's the same guy that wrote the episode Jurassic Park. Oh my God. Why would you do that? People got very emotional. I I, I understand that episode also gets me to, I have about three Futurama episodes like I can't watch in like regular uh, situations. Let me tell you, that got, that got a reaction that was like, more angry, sad, aggressive than I ever, like it was, it was angry, sad. It was great. <laughs> I'm like, people are trying to go to bed and you brought that up. Like, I, I mean, people screaming in the mentions, like, Seymour. I love you so much. So, like, normally when you do that and, and like, you know, I'll hop in the mentions if they, like, stir up stuff and I'll try to oh, smooth yeah. it over. But I was like, no, no, no. You you deal with this one, George. Oh, yeah. You, deal you with made this, this bad. You can lie in it. I'm not even, I'm not doing it. Nope. That's all you. And my response to it was basically, hey, if I learn this information, you guys have to learn this information too. <laughs> I'm going to be sad. We're all going to be sad together. Fair. Why does this game happen on Monday night, guys? Because ESPN likes money and hates us. I mean, the answer is the, answer is the NFL, but I hate it. Like, I just, I hate it. 
Why can't we ever have anything nice? Put it on a Friday. That's well, a good night. Why can't the FCS championship be in the afternoon on Saturday of this week? And then the FBS national championship be at like seven on Saturday. And we could have a whole day of championship football. Yeah, it'd be great. It would be. And the NFL but... could stick to its damn day. No, yeah. NFL is everything. It's king. You can't, it, it's king like the Whopper commercial over and over 700 times. Uh, it's I'm going to have that stuck in my head for the next hour again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. It's, okay. <laughs> it's, it's great when your kid sings it to you too. It's a lot of fun. Oh my God. Uh, I'm refusing. I am boycotting that restaurant, you know, even though we don't have many near us, but not a new option anymore. Can't do it. Yeah, really, it's it's the thing that, that always gets me about the NFL is, like, once it gets towards the end of the season, like, they start throwing some games on Saturdays when there's, like, bowl games and stuff. And I'm like, hey, hey, you're a Sunday league. Stay on your Sundays, and you can have your Monday nights. But it's, it, it's since man, the NFL it's, doesn't... It, it's the man-spreading. It is. Yeah. It's, it's exactly NFL it. man-spreading. Like, oh, I got a little room here. Woo! Feeling good. Oh, gonna, hear, oh, yeah. gonna hear my boys out. Yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, there's a whole other day in this weekend. Oh, yeah. Ah. Woo. Oh, what's this? Is this Thursday? I'm going to take oh. this one, too. Oh, Somebody goes to the Big East is like, you get off my goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining Roger Goodell riding the subway just fully stretched out. Oh, yeah. You know, he, uh, if he ever if he ever saw the inside of a subway, he would absolutely do that. Of course, he'll never see the inside of a subway, so it's no big deal. You never know. He could get kidnapped. That's true. I, trying, trying to manspread through your kidnapping, being like, hey, guys. <laughs> if anyone could. Well, I guess Bobby Petrino could. That's true. I almost always, like, forget about this game. Like, I, like, I just forget this game exists sometimes because it's on a Monday. And mm -hmm. that's just not how my brain works. So it, it clicks in at like five, like, oh crap, the national championships tonight. Yeah. If we were then having this conversation forward. right now, I would, I would not have remembered it. And because it's on Monday, I always get to like the middle of the third quarter and I'm like, I'm so tired. I just mm -hmm. want to go to bed. This isn't stay up late night. Like that's, that's for other nights. What are we doing? I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. And also because this game is in LA, it's kicking off at like 4.30 local. This is not good for anyone. Why are we doing this? And no coaches room. I mean, at least we got a Skycast. We got an All-22. They are going to have a, a marching band halftime feed. So good for that. But yeah, again, hit us, hit us up. We'll do, a, we'll do a feed for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's eight. Feed. Since they just have all this. Because because we're no longer limited by the number of stations you have. Because you can yeah. just. Because there are an infinite number of ESPN 3s. Just bring us on. We'll, Put us we'll, in front of a big projection of it, and you can only see the back of our heads like it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly right. Perfect. Just, I would definitely do that. Okay. Can our new five-year plan be to, uh, like to have the Ocho feed for this? Yes. yes. Done. That's it. We can work on that. Five-year plan. Let the Sickos Committee do the Ocho feed for the the national championship game. Yes. Done. Yes. Please. Well, how about let, – let's, let's go bigger. Let, the entire playoff. Oh, there we go. That, yes, okay. it, like it should be. It 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 it'll be twelve teams, probably sixteen by then. Who knows? And of course, of course, they do need to give us one of those like rewind capabilities, yes. so we can just scroll through the footage. Not because we'll know what we're talking about, but just to point out weird things. Yeah, dude, did you see the ref? He fell over there. Yeah. <laughs> this guy yeah. with a this weird ref. hat. Come back. <laughs> go back to the weird hat guy. Look at that. <laughs> Who told him that hat looked good? Fifteen minutes of silence while we bevel. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, <me too. laughs> we'll have our beveling stations in front of us. Exactly. Uh huh. I do uh, want like, to jump like, back to something that we touched on real quick, which is also mm-hmm. when we when the t- initial tweet went out with all the different kinds of gamecast, and everybody immediately assumed that the band feed was a camera pointed at the band for the entire. I love day. that. Yes. Jordan and I were about to watch only that. <laughs> I was about there, to watch only that. There that, were that, bad like, people like, please, no. <laughs> they don't need to see no. everything we do. Don't need to see the shit we do during a game, yeah. Please do not yeah. perceive the band. It does not wish to be perceived. The last interesting thing I have about this game is that, do you guys know how many national titles TCU claims? Only yeah. because I looked it up after I saw it in the show notes. Two. Two. I, I know it's two. And then George has got... George's right? got three. So yeah. they and they started playing football within about ten years of each other. So if we have this blue blood versus new blood nonsense, I will throw a fit because <laughs> either they are, either they are both blue bloods or they are both new bloods. They they cannot be different. I had this problem when Cincinnati played Georgia. Was it that was two years ago? Last year, yeah, I think so. No, last year la- it was last year. It was last year. Cincinnati made the playoff last year. Well, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And that was that everyone was like, oh, this is this is blue blood versus new blood. It's like Cincinnati started playing football like five years before Georgia. <laughs> it's it, this is not I, I know what they're conceptually trying to say, but to act like any of these teams are young upstarts is bonkers. Just because they don't you you just because you haven't heard of them does not mean that they are a new team. They have been around for a hundred and whatever years, just like Georgia, just like everyone else. You know, if UTSA makes it, okay, they are the upstarts. Fine, yes. I'll give you that. But TCU is not an upstart. TCU is, is you know, SWC, like, from the 1910s. Like, they are old school. Yeah, they started playing football exactly four years after Georgia. Right. That's, clearly, they are not, you know, they are both of the of the ancient blood. And and it's not even like, like well, Alabama's won a bunch of championships. So Georgia hasn't. Georgia's won exactly three. <laughs> and TCU has one that they should claim that they don't that they don't claim. They should claim 2010. Yeah, I mean, mm. let's be honest here. If you played football in the Gilded era, I don't think we can call you a new blood. Yeah. If 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 you lost if you lost football players to shells at Verdun <laughs> and the Spanish flu, then okay, you are you are of the old style. Yeah. If it's conceivable that Teddy Roosevelt could have campaigned at one of your home games, mm-hmm. like if if your school was the reason that Teddy Roosevelt asked for changes to college football rules, yeah, then you've been around for a while. Kamish, do you want to talk about two national titles? So yeah, I just yeah, over the weekend I was I was like, man, I need to write something for the Substack, and so Blue uh, wanted to write uh, about uh, an ancient national champion. Basically, like a team from the, we're, we're talking about the times when TCU and, and Georgia were just starting their football programs, teams that have won like a national title and then basically will never likely ever win one ever again, uh, since TCU was a, a the champion in 1938. Now they have a, a shot to to break that, I guess, was it the drought, the title drought of TCU and the Horn Frogs. Mm-hmm. So uh, Blue wrote about the 1905 Chicago Maroons. Uh, who were coached by Alonzo Stagg, Amos yeah. Alonzo Stagg. So uh, the namesake of the the Stagg Bowl, which is a Division Three national title game, he wrote about their championship season 
and it, it was a lot of fun, a lot of interesting things to happen there. Um, they ended Michigan's 56-game winning streak uh, at that time, and they won that game 2-0 due to a returner. <laughs> uh, due to a returner, which, I mean, it's a very sad story that I, I found digging further into it. I was like, oh, no. But a returner from Michigan made a mistake and tried to return a punt that was in the end zone. He got tackled. They wound up losing the game 2-0. I, I can imagine how bad the media beat him up for that. They, they were really mean uh, on that. Uh, but Chicago won that. And that was the only title that they've ever been credited for by the NCAA. They do claim another one in 1913, but that was given to uh, another Ivy League school, which somehow they get all the breaks. So that was fun to write about. The one that I wanted to write about was the 1896 Lafayette Leopards uh, out of Eastern Pennsylvania. Go Pat League. Oh, yes. Go Pards. So they're, they're in the Patriot League now. They're in FCS. They've never disbanded their program. Um, which Chicago did disband their program in, in 39, 1939, and they brought it back in, I think, 1969, 1973. They just started playing Division Three football. So they, they took a huge hiatus of football. Lafayette never never has. Uh, their famous rivals, which is Lehigh, which I know mm-hmm. both you, Beth and, and Pit Girl, that is called, I guess, the rivalry is what they call yeah. it, right? Yes. Yep. It is the so, most played college football rivalry, like, that's, period. That's yep. 158 times they've met, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah eight, 1896, they didn't meet, which is weird because the inventor of the college football, I guess the football helmet was on the Lafayette Leopards team. And he basically, what he did was play professional baseball. And Lehigh threw a huge fit over him <laughs> and his amateur status because he played professional baseball and they did not want to play against uh, them. So they, that was a year that they, they quit two games. They canceled two games against, against Lafayette. So Lehigh ducked them twice. Um, the one thing that I found fascinating about the 1896 season, they did share the title with Princeton. Princeton played them and they did tie. So Lafayette was 11-0-1 and Princeton was 10-0-1. Lafayette was like basically it was the first title for like the small school to win a national championship uh, besides like, you know, Harvard, Yale, Penn, and Princeton. So it was the first school to ever do that. So that was kind of one of the, the big ones for them. They do claim two other national titles in, in 21 and, and 26, uh, but the NCAA only recognizes Cal and Cornell for 21. And big old Alabama and Stanford for twenty six. My favorite part of this season. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. I, I think you're going to say it right now. I think we're. Yeah, I think I'm about to say the same thing because I'm looking at the schedule for this game, uh, or for this season. They played West Virginia three times. Yep. In three days. Yep. In three different West Virginia cities. <laughs> yep. So I was so hoping you guys would find it. That's in the. That's in the Substack post. I broke it down. Um, when I, so the Substack's going to go out uh, Monday morning. So if, you, if you're not a subscriber to it and you want to read this, this is just basically in, in an insane cluttered schedule. Uh, so they're, they're taking trains, which right now, if you drive from Easton PA to like Fairmont, West Virginia, it's about eight hours. Um, yeah, that's kind of, you can't get there from here. Like you yes, sort of have to bad. zigzag all over the you place. You got to zigzag all over the place. There's no interstate whatsoever. So, Shout out to the Meadowbrook Mall in Fairmont. Love you guys. So this road trip was a- absolutely I- insane. Basically, what happens is they play 
they play West Virginia in Fairmont, West Virginia. They beat them eighteen nothing. Then they go to Parksburg, West Virginia. And they beat them six- or Clarksburg. Park Parks Park- Parkersburg. Parkersburg. Parkersburg yeah. Yes. Which is about another hour and a half down fifty. Yes. So they they beat they beat them six nothing there. Then they go to Wheeling, which is really close to Pittsburgh, um, right. and they beat beat them thirty four nothing. Um, the funny thing about that is that they had to go play the big bad boy Penn seven days later in Philadelphia. But the best part about this this season that I found for them is that Lafayette enrolled somebody by the name of Fielding Yost, mm-hmm. and he was a tackle from West Virginia, mm-hmm. who they just beat mm-hmm. in that week going to Penn. So, like, mm-hmm. they played him, Fielding Yost, three times in a row in three different cities in West Virginia, and then they left town with Fielding Yost. <laughs> there is a subheader in Fielding Yost's Wikipedia page, which is lengthy because he ended up being legendary at Michigan. Yes. But the subheader itself literally says, quote, if you can't beat him, join them. Can't beat him, join them. And it is about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that yep. is that is something again uh, i just oh, love yeah. this season this this 1896 lafayette leopards team it's hilarious but i can't imagine how that would go nowadays um it's like an in-season transfer portal move taking a player from a team you just beat three days in a row and then leaving town with him like bye we just beat your team three days in a row on a tour of your state took one of your players oh, yeah. with us <laughs> He only played in the game against Penn, and that, yeah. and then he went back to West Virginia. But yeah. said that he would go back to Lafayette for three more years of school. This is incredible. It's, yes. it's insane. Fielding Fielding Yost is amazing. If you scroll down to his Michigan section, because he coached all over the place, he was the coach at Michigan. Look at the section entitled "Point a Minute." And that was <laughs> that's, the, that's and insane, so that yeah. connects back oh, to yeah. the that connects back to the Chicago Maroons. Uh huh. Because the point of minute. 1905 Chicago Maroons, they're the ones that shut out Fielding Yost and ended that streak. Fielding Yost was the coach of Michigan that lost to the 1905 Chicago Maroons. So this, I mean, I just had these two connected together and I wanted to write something about a national championship. And I just had a lot of fun just doing this. Also, I I questioned Princeton's shared national title. So I'm trying to stir up a little drama of like, you know, Princeton didn't play Penn that year. They ducked Penn. Um, they, were, they were scared of the Quakers. They were quaking in their boots. The fighting um, Quakers. That's right. The fighting Quakers. Uh, <laughs> my one thing is the the article said I was I was reading Wikipedia a bit and then I was I was digging further. The game for the Penn and Lafayette game. It said an intense media war surrounded the game, mm-hmm. and so I could just imagine with the Fielding Yost drama. But I'm just trying to picture like a uh, 1896 college game day. just in my head just try to picture it like you know lee corso definitely putting on the pen quaker hat the headgear he's done he's done that before he's he's put on i've actually seen him do that but yeah okay and then i mean pat mcafee would run up the philadelphia art museum steps Mm -hmm. like rocky 80 years before rocky happened so uh noted wvu alum yes that's right I wonder if, hey, Pat McAfee would have joined Lafayette after all those games. I don't, uh, who knows? I'm looking at the, the, the 1905 Chicago Maroons team. Their heaviest dude is their left tackle, who's 218 pounds. 218? Yeah. 1-8. Okay. Now, was, 
was this the period in college football where they still made you carry your saddle to weigh in or had they dropped <laughs> that from horse racing yet? The Their quarterback, Walter Eckersall, weighed 143 pounds. 183 pounds? 143. When you walk into a house that was like built in the like the 1800s and all the door frames are real short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People were just just smaller then. Yeah. Modern nutrition, man. Typhoid, typhoid, modern nutrition, and uh, and and the wars will do that to you, I guess. No, I had a lot of fun just digging into history, which I, I do a lot here, and it's just a blast to do and to talk about these two random teams that i mean not many people know much about them and that's kind of what we do we we highlight Mm -hmm. the weird and absurd things and so it's definitely a lot it was a lot of fun for me to write this because i my jaw just kept dropping as i was doing this over and over again it was just it was absolutely fun uh to write it and um you know check it out it's a free substack so you can just click the link. You don't have to subscribe, whatever. There's there's no money involved, but it's just fun to go through weird college football history. Uh, back in the days when a touchdown was worth five points and a field goal was worth four points. Very fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, yeah, the, halves, the halves were 35 minutes. Not 30. 35. Hmm. I also weird. want to say that the Chicago Maroons football team had a base defense of 7-2-2. <laughs> So when we talk about the TCU three three five, keep in your mind the seven two two defense of the nineteen oh five. Just imagine Chicago seven dudes Maroon. shoulder to shoulder, because no forward pass at this point either. It's so just, just red, it's just Red Rover. That's all. This it's, it's just it's <laughs> a very violent Red Rover. Which seven is red linemen, Rover. seven linemen, two linebackers, and two safeties. I guess is that basically what it is? yeah okay yeah. Yeah, every time every time my parents are like, are you guys going to run out of something to talk about? I'm like, no, this sport has always been weird. This sport will always be weird. Well, I, I just love now knowing about fielding Yoast and all of this. So then the next time somebody's mad online about the transfer portal, I can just be like, this is the, <laughs> since the dawn Look of at, the sport, guys. Look at fielding Yoast. Look what he did. <laughs> It's been around Michigan, since the beginning. Noted Michigan man, Fielding Yost. Fielding Yost. If you look at that picture I posted, that is a Michigan man, if ever there oh was one. God. The high collar is so good. Woo. What a collar. collar. God, so starchy. So, so starched. Starch. Oh, that is crispy. That's oh. like, you take that thing off, you're going to have lines on your chin for days. <laughs> well, y'all, since I'm editing this tonight for release tomorrow morning... I'm calling it a night. We're probably going to come back. Are we going to come back on Tuesday or go? I think we're going to come Tuesday. I was trying to um, talk to uh, Lucy Sports. She's like an Iowa alum, and I jokingly wanted to have her on Tuesday because when we start talking about the national champions, we just start talking about Iowa. Um, So I'm going to see if she's good for that. I'll I'll send her a direct message. But she's able to join at the time. She's West Coast. So, yep. um, but that, that, that's the whole thing I wanted to do with the, Let's talk about the national championship. And then we just go straight into Iowa. So <laughs> well, we hope everyone out there has a good national title game and we will talk to you guys on the other side.